Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. We roll along. We are back. We are most definitely still not better than ever. We're doing our best to get there. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hashtag crew is here. Hembo in studio. Bubba and Cam back in Bristol. Both of them dressed up in solidarity with Deion Sanders wearing hats and sunglasses. The problem is that he, Deion, looks cool, and the two of them look even more like the pair of buffoons that they clearly are. In the meantime, I've been waiting all morning long to do this. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. Okay, here is my unsolicited advice. And it is not just for the Jets, but it is for Kirk Cousins as well. This is not splitting the atom here. My saying that if the Vikings fall out of playoff contention, that sometime between now and the trade deadline, the Jets should try and acquire Kirk Cousins. That's easy. Anyone can see that. And I'm sure many, many other people have said it. But let's dive into all the ways this could be a win. The Jets can't go after, if if we're just trying to think, what are the options they could have? Listen, I would give anything for Zach Wilson to make this conversation moot. I would give anything for Zach to shock us all and go out there and play well Sunday and look like he actually can play representatively enough that they aren't desperate to make a move. If that happens, A, I'll be stunned. B, I'll be delighted. So, Zach, please prove me totally wrong. That's the best-case scenario. I would describe it, in my opinion, as extremely unlikely. So we move forward. I went through the Vikings' schedule. I think there is a very real possibility they are 2-5 and when we get to be a week and a half away from the trade deadline. That would be like October 20th. I forget when the game is. Before the Green Bay game. I went through their schedule. In a world in which they are two and four, two and five, I think they have to start considering trading Kirk Cousins. This is a win for Minnesota. They are going into a rebuild. They probably should have done it. Dan Graziano brought it up earlier. They're one of those teams that might have lost by winning. By winning so many games last year in the fashion that they did, it might have actually delayed the rebuild they really need to do. Letting Kirk Cousins walk, which he will do at the end of this season, he will have huge offers. Kirk Cousins has zero guaranteed dollars on his deal after this year. He is a free agent when this season comes to an end. And if there's one thing he has proven, it is his ability to maximize his opportunities to make money. And God bless him for it. So I think it would behoove the Vikings at that point to be entertaining the best trade offers for Kirk Cousins because your option is to lose him for nothing. So that's the Vikings side of it. Let's talk about Cousins' side of it. Cousins, I think, will, relatively speaking, break the bank this offseason. Let's call him 
somewhat on a level with Derek Carr. Is he on the Derek Carr level? Are they comparable players? Yeah, that's a good comp. A, a reasonable comp. He's much older than Derek Carr, but he's been healthy through his career. So I think some team will be very interested in Cousins for two or three years at huge dollars. Carr got huge dollars. Every team that didn't get a top five draft pick was dying for Derek Carr. He made an enormous amount of money in New Orleans. Cousins is going to want to do that. What is the best way for him to maximize how much money he's going to make? To play great this year. And more importantly than that. To win this year. To win. What has he never done? One. Win playoff games. Don't say one. It confuses everyone. It's win. He's never won. And he could win with the Jets. You put Kirk Cousins on the Jets. You get him there in mid-October. And you start getting him up to speed. It isn't perfect. But I think by Thanksgiving, there's a reasonable chance. If the Jets have just treaded water to that point, if they find a way to win... If they find a way to get themselves by Thanksgiving to five and five or whatever the math adds up to at that point, and then you put Cousins out there, you wind up getting yourself to nine or ten wins and you get into the dance with that defense and Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Cousins has a real chance to make a deep playoff run, to do what he's never shown he can do, and that is win playoff games, and that will help him maximize his opportunity. Now we get to the Jets. Why is Kirk Cousins perfect for the Jets? Because Aaron Rodgers is planning to come back. And the Jets have to plan for that to be their reality. Now, they certainly, my, it is a very real possibility that Rodgers never can. He posted that picture of himself. Neil Elitrash is the surgeon in, um, in Los Angeles. He is the top guy for this stuff. They did the surgery yesterday. Rodgers says he's on his road to recovery. And I, I 100% believe him that he will do everything within his power to do it. It is certainly possible that a 40-year-old person cannot recover from an injury this devastating and ultimately will not be able to do it. But the Jets have to plan in every way as though he's going to be back. So they are the perfect team to rent Kirk Cousins. Get a player who has no money left after this season. It will have no bearing on Rodgers' win, lose, or draw. So that's a perfect scenario. The Jets don't have a second-round pick next year. We can already write that down while it's not official. Aaron Rodgers will not play 65% of the snaps this year. So their second-round pick will be in Green Bay. So what are you offering Kirk Cousins? Excuse me, what are you offering Minnesota for Kirk Cousins? If they do it for a three, you laugh all the way to the bank. If they won't do it for a three... Do you consider, Bart Scott brought this up to me off the air today, you offer them a one, which you figure is going to be a late first-round pick, you're going to pick in the 20s, and you get back Cousins and a two. If the Vikings at that point are kind of tanking, you're getting a top eight second-round pick. The Vikings get another one. They can package the two of them together to try and go up and get Caleb Williams or one of these superstar quarterbacks in the draft. And the Jets, instead of picking 26th, will be picking 34th. Is that worth it? You might initially say to yourself, you can't give up a one for a rental. But I've just described it to you differently. You're trading the 24th pick in the draft. I'm making this up for the 34th pick in the draft. Is that worth the chance that Kirk Cousins gives you? I say yes. I say absolutely yes. Is it risky? Of course. But everything they've been doing since they went to get Rodgers is risky. And the window is this minute 
this minute. So if I'm them, I do it. Hold on. What about it is risky? What, wh- where is the risk here? Well, the risk here is that you don't wind up winning anything with Cousins and you've traded away your first-round pick. That's the risk. It's much riskier to proceed with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Much riskier. Well, I mean, it, it's, again, the risk that you're running is if you don't win anything with Kirk Cousins, you could have not won anything with Zach Wilson, and now you've just traded out of the first round. That's the, where the risk comes in. Let me ask in. you a question. Yeah. What percent chance would you give the Jets to reach the AFC championship game with Zach Wilson as their quarterback? A very low number. I mean, I, I hate saying this. Again, I, I, I am now arguing against what I am asking fans to do. I'm, I'm asking all Jet fans to, to pump him up. Cheer for him like crazy. Don't boo when he makes mistakes. We need to pump the kid up. So I hope he's not listening when I say I would give them, with, with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, like a 5% chance. And then the same exact question with Kirk Cousins. What like chance? A, like a 20% chance. Four times greater. I mean, I, yeah, these are – I haven't thought about this, so that might – I would say more than four times. The thought exercise that we just ran is exactly what your buddy uh, Daryl Morey does in Philadelphia. Like, that's what made him a legend. That's, we're going to go get James Harden, and that's going to improve our championship odds. Everything is based on that question and the answer to it. If you think you're quadrupling your chances to reach the Final Four by going from Zach Wilson to Kirk Cousins, then absolutely you give up the first-round pick for the swap. Well, now, you're not doing it – you're not doing it cold. You're not doing a one for, cous- for two months of Cousins. But to give up a first-round pick, if you're getting a two in return, to quadruple your chances to reach the conference championship game is a no-brainer for a GM. It depends on what you're quadrupling. If you were quadrupling a 1% chance to a 4% chance, I wouldn't do it, which is just to say, if I were to tell you, uh, Kirk, we still have no chance with Kirk Cousins, you don't do it. It's good. I mean, the, the way we always used to say things, the, this team is not Kirk Cousins away from being in the Super Bowl. They are. They are. So I'm, I'm, while I'm making up numbers with 5 and 20, that quadrupled chance, it gives you a real chance, a puncher's chance. The, if the Jets get to 3 and 3, they have to try. Now, look, maybe if they get to 3 and 3, it means that Zach Wilson is playing way better and, and maybe they can try and, and go on with him. Maybe. I don't know. But if it goes the way I would anticipate it going, that they win games by turning the ball over four times and, and running back punts and their defense being suffocating and they're just getting by on offense. And at some point, no matter how supportive they're trying to be, the Garrett Wilsons of the world are going to get frustrated with it. Then I think this behooves them to do. I, I like everything about it. So a cynic might say, why would Kirk Cousins reach the conference championship game now when he's never done it before? To, and to you, I would say, he's never had a team like this before, ever. Kirk Cousins has never played on a team as good as the Jets are right now. He made the playoffs once in Washington with a team lesser than. He's made the playoffs twice in Minnesota with teams lesser than this. Since 2020, the Vikings rank 30th in the NFL in scoring defense. He has constantly uh, been playing at a liability there. I think Kirk Cousins is merely average. But if you have a, a, a great roster, as the Jets do, a top five roster players, two through 53, absolutely you can dream on a scenario in which Kirk Cousins can get you to the Final Four, and so long as the draft capital that you'd be forfeiting isn't exorbitant, you make that decision. You can make that decision before the trade deadline. If you get the sense that the Vikings want to move on, want to start their rebuild, you do it earlier and you buy even more games. To me, it's a great option for the Jets. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, I just looking this up, to your point about how bad the teams around him have been, I, I think I just found something. you got to tell me if I'm reading sure. this wrong. I believe Kirk Cousins has played five, has played five playoff games in his career. 
He has thrown for 1,047 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So that's not that bad. That's 200 yards passing per game, five touchdowns, one pick. I mean, he hasn't been the problem. Again, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, but that Aaron Rodgers is no longer an option. This is the best option. Their defenses in those games allowed 31, 27, 20 in the win, 35, and 24 points. He has never played across a defense anywhere close to as good as this one. Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins just plays like Kirk Cousins and throws the ball 10, 12 times a game to Garrett Wilson and just pretends he's Justin Jefferson, the Jets can absolutely reach the Final Four. I think that's right. So I think this is the move that could get it done. And, and, and I hope that it will happen. And, and again, Minnesota, there's a lot of different ways they could look at this. But at some point, he becomes a rental. Now, are there other options out there like that? When I brought this up to Bart Scott this morning, he threw Ryan Tannehill at me. No. I would much rather have Kirk Cousins than Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill has the second largest cap hit in the NFL and is also completely done. Like Three years ago, he was like a top 10-ish quarterback. Played great. Completely done. We're going to see Will Levis and Malik Willis play a lot of football there. I mean, you could get him for almost nothing, but there's a reason for that. Yeah, he, he, the, the playoff game, when they were the one seed, he threw them right out of the play. Pull up his numbers in that playoff game against Cincinnati. They're home against the Bengals in a game where they were a favorite and they were the one seed. Pull up his numbers. So in that game against Cincinnati, he went, uh, he went 15 to 24, one touchdown, three picks. They, they scored 16 points in that game, so one touchdown they scored in that game. Yeah. It was, I mean, they lost a game by three points in which he threw three interceptions. That was the game. That's it. And the same thing happened this week, right? Didn't they lose three this more game picks. this week? He threw three picks. To New Orleans. Yeah. He's, he's done. He, he, I'd much, 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 much rather have Kirk Cousins. Uh, don't forget, you can watch our program on the ESPN app. Click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. You can also listen to our podcast. Both hours of this show are available as a podcast. It's called hashtag Greeny, and it's available wherever you get your podcast. We still have my takes to come. We still have who you got to come. You're going to hear from Chris Canty and Bart Scott. And Hembo has props, all that and more as we continue. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. My computer all of a sudden said some sort of technical problem. And Brandon yells over to me, do you want me to call MEO? And I said, oh, what the hell is MEO? And he said, I don't know. When you asked me what is MEO, I kind of asked you that question right back, and then we were at a standstill. <laughs> you asking it back to me is not accomplishing anything. Could be reverse psychology. My wife, I love her to death, beautiful woman. She is a school psychologist, and that's why I lose the majority of the arguments. <laughs> What's your name again? Brandon. Brett. No, her name. Oh. I know your name. <laughs> you said your name. You thought I didn't know your name? <laughs> Got me on that one. This is Greeny. It's been a really weird week around here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live every day from the Seaport District to Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. I am surrounded by just the confederacy of dunces. (laughs) I don't even know what to say half the time. We have a ton of really good and interesting football takes and thoughts and questions and who you got and everything else coming up. But there is one thing I just came across on my board, and I feel the need to play it now. So I'm going to switch around the order in which I was planning to do things. I'm going to jump right into In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. One more time. Well, we try and bring back things. We try and bring back the most interesting thing that happens on Get Up on a given day on this radio show. And then we bring back something that happens on our new ESPN radio morning show, which is called Unsportsmanlike, and stars Chris Canty, uh, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. And they were talking this morning. I just see this on my board. And this is one that is near and dear to my heart. And Bubba, going to be near and dear to yours as well. It involves the greatest television show of all time. I did learn this morning that Smalls has never seen an episode of Seinfeld. No, I'm with you, Smalls. I've never seen an episode. What? I've never seen it either. Never seen what? it either. Never watched it. I need a little John. What? Never watched it. Not what? one episode? No. Mm-mm. Kramer, one of the characters on Seinfeld? I know Jerry's in the mix. Yeah, is, is Kramer one of the characters? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Is Kramer one of the characters on Seinfeld? So that's two of the three members of that show who have never seen Seinfeld. So, look, Bubba is, as I am, an obsessed Seinfeld fan. Cam, you're how old again? 26. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? Yes. I have not seen the whole thing, but I've seen many episodes. I'm a big fan. When you say the whole thing, I mean, it's a, it's a, you mean every there episode? Are 10 seasons. I haven't seen all the seasons. Okay. So just to be clear, one might say of a movie, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've rarely heard people talk about a sitcom that way, but okay. I understand what the point you were making. I'm just a little irritable today. I'm sorry for parsing your words down to that point. Understood. Hembo, you're how old? Uh, 33. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? I've seen bits and pieces on TV. I mean, so as you haven't seen to the where, whole thing either. Uh, having seen bits and pieces, what, on, on, on the stage? Like, what, what, why would you feel a need to specify? Like, I know, I'm in a bit. Look, this is the end of my week, all right? This has been the worst week I've ever freaking had. I, got, I, 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 I waited months and months and months and months for my team to finally have this opportunity and all this, and it lasted four plays. I got four plays out of it. And I have played the good soldier. I think I've been remarkable. I deserve such praise for what I have done sitting in here Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and putting up 
with the nonsense that happens around here daily without just exploding. And so now I'm going to do it. I just asked you if you had ever seen Seinfeld, and you said you had seen bits and pieces of it on television. People are afraid of you, by the way. Where else might you have seen bits and pieces of Seinfeld? People are afraid of you, too. Are afraid of me? Yes. Why? Like, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Jack on blast here for one moment. Who's Jack? Our, Jack? Jack's our new PA. I don't, actually, I don't know what his position is entitled, but J- Jack's our oh, new... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. You know, yeah. that, that Jack. Well, I didn't even know who was in the room. Why is he sitting in here? I mean, I, is he on the radio show, too? Is he on the radio show? Too? Does he work on no, the No, he works on show? First Take, but they didn't fly him to Boulder. Oh, I see, I see. So he's just sitting around. Okay, hurt. fine. I know who Jack is, obviously. Anyway, so, so, so Jack, today, at around 9.45, shows me the third First Take promo that he brought to you and said, do you think he's going to kill me? <laughs> he was very worried that on the fourth reprint, you were going to strangle him. Well, we've had a lot, we've had a lot of show. little things happen around here. And so one thing after another, I'm just aggravated with everything and everyone. I'm, I'm Generally speaking, I understand that I'm an extremely non-threatening person, so no one is scared of me in a meaningful way. But I'm not in a good mood. Anyway, let's go back to the previous point. I am consistently amazed when something I know as intimately as I know Seinfeld is not something that is known by others. But I have to come to the understanding that there are generations of people for whom this was not current. That show's been off the air for 30 years. 30 years, just about. So maybe it's more remarkable that, that, that so many people do know it. To you, it might as well be I Love Lucy, right? I mean, there's, there's, not any, there's not any perceptible difference. They were both shows from before your time. But C- Candy and, and uh, Michelle are both essentially my age, I think. So they're, uh, Candy, I think, is a year older than me, and Michelle, I think, is maybe my age or maybe a year younger. I don't, so I don't know what their excuse is. I mean, we were in the prime of Seinfeld. You know who else has never seen an episode of Seinfeld? It was my old buddy Jalen Rose. And when we were, he and I were talking about this when we first launched Get Up, and it was him and me and Beetle. One day we're having a conversation. This was on the air, mind you. And I made a Seinfeld reference that I thought was something everyone would know. I can't remember now if it was Master of Your Domain or yada, 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 or any of the multitude ones, yeah. of, of Seinfeld references that became part of the zeitgeist. Yada, yada, yada is a Seinfeld origin? No, no, it didn't start with Yada, with Seinfeld, but it, there was an episode that centered around it, and for a while everyone was talking about it. The point I'm making is Jalen didn't know what Seinfeld, he didn't know anything about Seinfeld. I don't think he, he basically didn't know what it was. So I explained to him briefly what it was, and he said to me, and I quote, Oh, so it's the Jewish Martin. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. That seems like it's an interesting. I've never heard it put that way, but my old buddy Jay could put things as only he could put them. Anyway, that just felt like something worth getting into the conversation there. To me, there are two kinds of people. Those who understand it when I say these pretzels are making me thirsty and those who do not. If I say these pretzels are making me thirsty, Hambo, that means nothing to you. Nothing to me. Literally nothing. Nothing. Okay. Pretzels are bitter. Do you know? What? No, Cam, too soon. No, no, much too soon. D- don't even try playing this game with me here. All right, let's go to one question. We're going to try a new feature here. It's going to be called One Question. I have only one question. So we originally created a, a, a feature on the show that was going to be called One Question, where we get a bunch of reporters on from all over the place, and I would ask each of them one question. And uh, more than one question. We haven't done that. Well, I, as it turned out I always ask them more than one question. And then, candidly... 
we never do that anymore anyway. So we found a different way to use one question, which is we're going to pick a bunch of interesting games, and Hembo will ask me one question about that game, and then I will answer it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. All right, here we go. I have only one question. First question on Green Bay, Atlanta. Greeny, which of these teams is likelier to win its division this season? Packers or the Falcons? I think I'm going to say the Falcons. The Falcons confuse me. I think their division stinks. So I feel like it is eminently winnable. So that's the primary reason I'm saying this. I like the Packers, but I like the Lions better. So I I, I think the, the the Falcons, once all said and done, may wind up being the best team in that division. And I don't think I don't think Green Bay is better than Detroit. But the Falcons confuse the hell out of me because I do the NFL draft now. So I have been sitting there, and in each of the last two years, they took super gifted wide receivers early in the draft. They took Kyle Pitts fourth overall a couple of years ago and then they took drake london last year the tall receiver out of sc they took him ahead of garrett wilson they never throw either of them the ball i'm watching all of these clips on twitter of kyle pitts making these unbelievable moves making defenders fall down and they never throw him the ball they just run it they have this offensive genius uh, what's his name? Arthur uh, Smith with his ridiculous mustache as their coach. Why on earth don't they throw the ball to these? Why are you laughing? Because it's funny. It's like the GM and coach like didn't talk before the draft. That's what I mean. You know, like why do they take these guys? Like, do you have their stats from last week? I'll pull I'll, them up. Pull up their stats They're from the last two week. Best decoys. Uh, in I the got NFL. it. Kyle Pitts had two catches for forty-four yards, and Drake London had nothing. Drake London had nothing. And, and, and Kyle Pitts had two catches for 44 yards. Coming out, they were saying he was going to be the tight end who revolutionized the NFL. He was going to be like the new great weapon. He, he has. Was, he was going to be. He is ca- the greatest decoy in the history of the league. It doesn't make any sense. He's playing chess. I don't understand it. So that's my little aside about the Falcons. But you're, the answer to your question, which one would I pick to win their division this year? I think I would pick Atlanta. I have only one question. One question on Baltimore, Cincinnati. Is Zay Flowers going to be the best wide receiver that Lamar Jackson has ever had? I think yes. I really like him. I, I mean, I, I, I have been a little bit taken aback at the amount of hype that has been around him since he came in. He wasn't anywhere near the first receiver that went this past year. I want to say he was fourth or fifth amongst the receivers in this year's draft. And then all of a sudden, he winds up in Baltimore, and everyone was telling me, oh, this guy's going to be unbelievable. He's going to make their offense unstoppable. But if you watched last week, he was the most impressive person on the field. They played that game without Mark Andrews. Lamar did not look comfortable. Odell wasn't even a part of it until well into that game. Zay Flowers was making plays left and right. He is lightning quick. Lightning quick. I, I am very impressed. I see why everyone is so excited about him. So my answer to you is going to be yes, he will be the best receiver that Lamar Jackson has had to this point. Do you have his numbers from what were his numbers? Nine catches and they ran him twice too. He's awesome. That, that kid is. He just jumps off the screen. I'm trying to think of who he reminds you. Who was like another receiver like that? That he's small and incredibly quick. Who was the guy? He, he ran kicks back for a while. Uh, he was out of Florida. I can't think. Percy of his Harvin. Name. Percy Harvin. He's got a little bit of that quality about him. Percy Harvin was like super dynamic, and and he got hurt, and it sort of didn't last. But but this is that's a little bit of what this kid reminds me of when I watch him play. Greeny with one question. I have only one question. The Bears and Bucks. 
Greeny, who is the Bears' first win going to come against this season? I need you to find me a win on this schedule somewhere. So I'm just going to go through some games, and you just say if they're going to win or not. I think they're going to win this week. You think they're going to win in Tampa? Yeah. Really? Yes. They're a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road against a Todd Bowles defense that I'm pretty sure will have some good answers for Justin Fields. Well, let me hear who they play after that. Then they play at the Chiefs. That's a loss. They host the Broncos. Mm, Keep going. At Washington. That's a loss. Then they host Minnesota, probably with Kirk Cousins still. Hopefully not. Hopefully Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the Jets. Then they host the Raiders. They stink. You're seeing some wins on this schedule. I don't think the Bears are going to be this bad. I think that was a disaster. It was the perfect storm of disaster. And everything that could go wrong went wrong in that game. Dan Orlovsky did a very good job, I thought, on Monday on Get Up of pointing out that their first six drives, they were behind the chains on every drive. They, they had no, they never got a chance to get their offense into any kind of rhythm. I, I think that all of the criticism and all of the attention and no targets for DJ Moore and all of that, they're good. you can't help but hear that. that. That doesn't mean that's necessarily a good thing, but... I think that they'll recognize, they do recognize what we all see, which is they're not doing the stuff they should obviously be doing. And Fields, look, maybe I'm wrong and he's not going to wind up being a great player, but he's not going to be terrible. He's just not. He's too talented to be terrible. He's way better than Mitch Trubisky. He has talent that Mitch Trubisky couldn't have even fathomed. So they're not going to be this bad. I would not be at all surprised. I'm going to answer your question by saying, I know this is not what you asked me, I'm going to answer your question by saying they're going to be better than your question suggests. Your question suggests this is a team that could start out 0-9 or something like that. I don't believe that's going to be the case. They've lost 11 straight games. They're not going to be an FPI favorite until week 10. I think this team is is worse than you think. Okay. I I think they're going to start 0-6 or something like that. Usually on these things, you're right and I'm wrong. So that's bad. Very, very bad news for all our friends. Listening on ESPN 1000 next. I have only one question. Give me one question on Kansas City, Jacksonville. If I told you one of these two quarterbacks, either Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence, is going to win the MVP this season, who are you taking? I, I'm, I'm taking Lawrence. Um, and that would be even if the odds were the same. And I know that the odds are much longer on Lawrence. You can get him at 14 to 1. Yeah, right I think it was 18 to 1 when we did that down barrel about it. Uh, we did a, 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 a piece or a, a, an essay on it on Get Up. Um, during the summer. I think that, first of all, that is an award that they don't want to give to you every single year. For Mahomes, who has set the bar so high for himself and is a two-time MVP, he would have to go nuts this year, I think, to win that award over other reasonable candidates. I also think Mahomes does not have the weapons. That is a real thing. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, um, who am I forgetting? Uh, 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 Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and they got one more guy. Oh, the rookie, Justin Ross. Like, that's not a good receiving core. It's not. I know they'll get Kelsey back. Mahomes is the best player. I'm not saying he won't have an excellent year and won't have excellent numbers. What I'm saying is he won't have numbers that leap off the page when compared to others. And I think they would much rather give the award to someone who hasn't won it before, maybe for a woebegone franchise like Jacksonville that actually winds up the one seed wins 13 games 
in the AFC South and winds up the one seed in the AFC, that feels to me like the guy they want to give the MVP to. I would pick Lawrence in that conversation over Patrick Mahomes as likely to win the award. I have only one question. Give me one question on the Giants in Arizona. Entering the season, the Giants over under was seven and a half wins. They lost last week. It's now six and a half wins. Are you taking over or under six and a half wins for the New York football Giants this season? That's a very good one. I think I'm still going to go over. I, I think, as I said about the Bears a minute ago, sometimes things are just the perfect storm. Like everything went against them that night. They played against the Cowboys defense that we're going to be talking about all year long for how dominant they are. They played on a sloppy track. The game got away from them fast. Do I think they overachieved last year? Yes. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs this year? No. Do I think that, what did they win last year, 10 games? Uh, nine games in the, with, a, with a tie. Nine games in a tie. Uh, nine games in a tie. Do I think they're going to win that many? No. But I do not think they will be really bad. I think... I, do I think they can get to 7-10? and 10? I do. So the reason I ask this question this way is because FPI, our internal modeling, our metrics, hate the I mean, hate the Giants. We project the Giants to have the second worst record in the whole league, and in the remaining 16 games, we have them favored twice. And this is not modeling that overreacts to one week. Like They're building in all the stuff from last year, too. Like We say the Giants are way worse than the public thinks right now. And that includes, I mean, right now it says that they're favored still to win in Arizona this week. But after that, only one game the rest of the season. Is Arizona staggering. the only team behind them? Who's the You just said they are, They are. FBI says they're the second worst team in the league. And Arizona's the only team behind Arizona's, them. Arizona's, that's what I was asking. We so have, Arizona's 32nd. That's right. In terms of projected record this season, the Giants are 31st. Wow. And what is that based on? I, I, I know it's based on everything. But in your opinion, what is it that FBI hates about them so much? The, the fact that, I mean, they really overachieved last year. The fact that we don't view their quarterback as elite. And the fact that they play a brutal schedule. Now, so brutal the, Because, schedule. again, we thought all those things last year except for the schedule. And they won nine so, games in tie. So we don't, we don't a long the, way to 2-15. and 15. Right. We don't view the Giants as the second worst team. We view them as having the chance to have the second worst schedule oh, based upon the set of circumstances got you. that they encounter. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you explained that. All right, give me one more. I have only one question. Uh, give, me, uh, give me one on, on Jets-Cowboys. Which of these teams, Greeny, is going to allow fewer points this season? Is going to allow fewer points? Which defense are you taking? I, I think the Cowboys are going to allow fewer points because they play in the NFC. So they're going to play Washington's offense and they're going to play the Giants' offense. And the Jets are going to have to deal with Miami twice. And look, I know what they just did to Josh Allen, but it's hard to imagine they'll do that again in Buffalo. Uh, New England, not great, but the Jets have to play Kansas City. The best of the team. They, they actually play the NFC East, so they're going to play the Cowboys this weekend. They're going to play the Eagles. Um, I, 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 it doesn't mean I think the Cowboys have a better defense than the Giant, the Jets do. But I think they will give up fewer points. They also have a, yeah, they also have a 16-point head start <laughs> after week one. That's right. They gave up zero. <laughs> right. I mean, the Jets only gave up 16 against a really good offense. They played a much better team than the Cowboys did in week one. Um, but they did give up 16 fewer points. All right, we'll do some props as we continue. We'll, we'll finish up in case you missed it. And the traditional who you got on a football Friday with us on ESPN Radio. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we'll do who you got in just a minute here on ESPN Radio to finish up a football Friday with some picks in the NFL and some picks from other places as well. But first, Hembo, you set aside a few of these, and I think these are good with more and more people placing legal wagers all over the country who may be listening to us. You had a couple of props you like for this weekend. Let's hear them. I'm going to give you one college to start. I'm playing over 341 and a half passing yards for Shadour Sanders against Colorado State. I love that pick, and I, let's see if your thinking is the same as my thinking. This is a game that if they get up 35 nothing, they will not call off the dogs, mm. which is to say sometimes, all right, yeah, we'll take everybody out or whatever. When the other coach disses uh, Dion like that, whether it's his son or not, and it happens to be in this case, they're going to want to score 80 points against them. So if they can, but boy, that doesn't feel like a big enough number. It does not. Uh, he's thrown for 903 yards in two games in Colorado State. Their opponent allowed 466 yards passing against Washington State. I think he's going to breeze past 341. Me too. I'm all in on that one. Next. I've got two NFL ones for you. I'm playing the over 47 total points in Seahawks-Lions. These teams played last year. Do you happen to remember what that score was? I don't. It was 48 to 45. Wow. I think, I, why do I not remember that game? I think we're overreacting to the fact that offenses were a little bit sluggish in week one. I think we're going to blow past 47 total points in that game. Okay, I like it. And I'm playing over 43 and a half receiving yards for the aforementioned DJ Moore against Tampa. I don't think they're going to do it all that efficiently, but the fact that he only got two targets last week, I think Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields will make it a priority to get him six or eight or even ten targets, in which case he should definitely reach 44 yards. I agree with you. I have him on my – it was the first decision I made on DraftKings this week. They are going to feed DJ Moore the ball no matter what. They're going to make sure they get it to him early and often. So I don't know, Seahawks-Lions – I don't have an opinion on one way or the other, but I love your DJ Moore over, and I love your Shador Sanders over on the passing yards. And then that brings us to our main man, Bubba, who will take uh, the rest of the Who You Gots with us and take him home. Life is a series of choices. Who You Got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. 
Who you got? The man has a bunch of questions. Let's see if we have the answers. Bubba, go. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and we'll start with ESPN Radio Pick'em. Right now, you are unfortunately tied for last, but that's okay. It's only week one. You're one and two, so plenty of room for improvement. We're going to start with Dolphins, Patriots. But was anyone 3-0 and when you say I'm tied for last? Yep, there was. Uh, Who Freddy, was 3-0? Freddie and Harry went 3-0. and Freddie and Harry, 3-0. Yep. All right, we got a lot and of ground to make the up. The game night crew went 2-1, and so... You were okay. Well, two and one. I wasn't worried about. I'm only one game back, but I'm two games back. Yep. Of Harry Douglas and and uh, and Freddie Coleman. So that's Correct. bad. All right, go. All right, Dolphins, Patriots. Let's get back on track. Miami minus three. Who you got? Is there a public lean? I want to know what your lean is first before I reveal this. I lean towards Miami. Miami has 79% of public money on its side. Damn it. So this is, again, I don't know what to do. I want to pick against myself, and I want to pick against the public. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Here's what I'm going to say. Last week, I picked against myself, and I went one and two. This week, I'm going to fade the public in this particular case. I am going to take New England. Plus the three. Give me New England plus the three. That's the official pick. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Go. All right, Chiefs at Jaguars. We were talking about it earlier. Kansas City minus. Hey, another one. Bernie. <laughs> Kansas City minus three and a half. Who you got? Kansas City minus three and a half at the Jaguars. You also told me that the entire world loves Kansas City in this game. I mean, 84% of the world. 84% of the world. You have to fade 84% of the world. The official pick, Jaguars plus three and a half. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, last one. Ravens at Bengals, and this one, Cincinnati minus three. Who you got? Anything, Bubs? I mean, uh, Hembo? Public's not going to help you here. This is a pretty split-down-the-middle game. So then do I just pick against myself? I think that would be the tiebreaker here. Okay, because I kind of like the Ravens. Do you? I think they looked much better in the second half last week. Burrow hasn't touched a football in months. I mean, he went out there, was definitely rushed back. They clearly weren't ready for him last week. It was a divisional game, so they tried. They're lucky he didn't get hurt. I love the Ravens in this game. So, the official pick has to be Bengals minus three. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Those are the pick em picks. Bubba, let's finish it up. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call KirkGranger.com or just stop by. Tuesday was National Video Games Day. Did you have a favorite video game when you were younger? I did. So the one thing, when we bought our house in Connecticut, some it's now 20 years ago, Stace decorated 99.9% of it. I got one thing which was I ordered uh, like a console, like a box, like a big, like the old school video games. I don't even know if they have those anymore. Do you know what it's like to walk up to a video game, put a quarter in and play a game? I do not. Like in, a, in an arcade? An arcade Is that a thing say. that still happens? I don't yeah, even they know. Arcade, they have arcade games. Okay. So yeah. I got one, and it has all the old games in it. And so I still play them. Asteroids, Space Invaders, Joust. All of those, those are games, again, these are, you don't even know what these are, do you? Just saying random things, yeah. You've never heard of Space Invaders? No. You've never heard of Space Invaders? No, I thought it was a movie when you said it first. Bubba, have you heard of Space Invaders? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I've played it, but I've heard of it. Cam, have you heard of Space Invaders? I have, yes. Asteroids? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Oh, I mean, there's some great games. I love that. Moon Patrol? There are a lot of ton. So, so, but if I had to pick one, I will pick Space Invaders just because Hembo has never heard of it. What's next?
Uh, 67 years ago tomorrow in New Jersey, David Copperfield was born, described by Forbes as the most commercially successful magician in history. Do you have a favorite magician? Who you got? If I had to pick a favorite magician, I'll give you one. I love magic. When I was a little kid, my parents took me to see Harry Blackstone Jr. at a theater in New York. I don't remember where. And I loved it. I've never enjoyed anything more. And to this day, I love magic. And that dude, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy who does those tricks, he's had TV specials. He does some stuff that'll blow your freaking mind. I've seen this video of him with him and Harrison Ford where he does this trick that where he has Harrison Ford guess a card and then the card disappears from the deck and it winds up inside a lemon that they cut open. And David, it's Blaine? David Blaine? That's it, David yeah. Blaine. He's, he's my number one. He's the oh best. Oh, my God. He's incredible. His street I, magic is the best. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I love it. I am consumed by it. Yeah, so I don't even I'll know how it. he does I mean, yeah, he'll have stuff. He'll, like, take a card. All of a sudden, it ends up behind glass in another room. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. I love it. There was a show, actually, in a hotel that was near us that closed during COVID where they had a, a long-running magic show at night. We took the kids to see it, like, Three, four summers ago was fabulous. I would say the name of the magician, but I forgot. Anyway, I love magic, and so I'll, I'll go with that guy, Blaine. All right, give me one more. All right, Tommy Shaw turned 70 on Monday. Huh. Good for him. Shaw, of course, one of the singers and guitarist of Styx. Who you got as your favorite Styx song? You know that he and Dennis DeYoung don't speak? They, like, have, not, they have not spoken to each other in decades. That sounds about right. It was one of those. That was a great behind the music. Like with the the like the backstory. Do you even know who Sticks is? No, no I'm just I'm just no nodding. Ch- no chance. Over here nodding. No chance. Yeah, they had a lot of they had songs even you would probably have heard of. Come sail away. Oh yeah, renegade. I mean, he definitely is that name that. anything to I, you? Yeah, I've heard of that song. We played Babe. You know it's you, Babe. Whenever I get weary and I've had enough, feel like giving up. It sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Too much time on my hands. No. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I I will say something from Paradise Theater. I I, I will say. Um, I, I will I will say Rockin' the Paradise from Paradise Theater, which is a terrible choice. Great weekend. Go Jets. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 